Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel like somebody is ready to fight today. You see, we don't fight the same way as the world does. We fight with our worship. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we're not done yet. Give the Lord a hand clap and a praise. We're not done in this. Not just yet. Not just yet. Oh, you're worthy, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's worthy today, isn't he? Thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you will remain standing with me, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. Thank you, God, for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. God's got something to do, doesn't he? He's got something to do today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Will you close your eyes with me just for a moment? Whatever you got going on in your life, whatever's, whatever's there, man, I just can't, I can't let go of it, even from Sunday school this morning. God's got a hold of that thing. And if you'll praise him and if you'll worship him like you done won that battle, whatever it is, if you'll just give him praise like you done, like he done won it for you, after all the years that you've struggled with that thing, if you'll just praise him this morning, if you'll just praise him like it's already done, it's in the past. You're walking down that new path that you've been waiting to walk down. Oh, if you'll just, woo. We don't have to wait for the blessing to come to praise God for it. When we praise God for it, that's when it comes. Woo, it don't work the same way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't want to hold up the service. But just realize today, it can be yours if you'll praise God like it already is. Because it is. Because God's got a hold of it today. Amen. Let's pray over our service today. Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather together today. God, we thank you for the freedom that we have in our country, Lord, to be able to come and to worship you, Lord God. God, in spirit and in truth. God, we ask that you touch this service today. Touch every part of it, Lord. Touch the singers, God, the musicians. Touch the speaker today, Heavenly Father. Let your word come forth into this house. God, touch our ears. Let them be open to hear your word. Touch our hearts, God, so that we can receive it and apply it to our lives. God, we give you free reign in this place. God, we bend our wills to yours, Lord Jesus. Do, God, what you want to do. God, what you would have see done in this place. God, let it be done. Let your spirit flow, God. Let it fall in this house. God, I pray that you touch every family in this place, every person, God, that's not here, Lord, that should be. God, I pray that you continue to draw them, Lord. Continue to draw our families, Lord God, our neighbors, God, our friends, our co-workers, Lord Jesus. Every person, God, that is, God, that you've called to be in this place, to come worship you with us, Lord God. We pray that you would just give them a pull today, Lord God, that they can't deny, that they can't push off as just being a feeling. God, but that is something, Lord God, where they know. God, they know that they know that they should be here. Draw them today, Lord. God, bless the rest of this service. Touch each and every person. Have your way in this place today, Lord. We give you, God, all the praise and all the honor and all the glory today. And the church said, amen and amen. I'm going I'm to get it out of the way, but not out of the way. Who's happy to see Sister Laura with us this morning? Oh, and Pappy, Pappy too. Pappy too. We love Pappy. Love them. So happy they're here. So happy everything's going well. Y'all can be seated for just a minute. I'm going to go ahead and do the announcements, get some of these things out of the way. I have a feeling once God, once, once we get into it and we allow God to really start moving, he's not going to stop. If I could have a couple of ushers come forward. Business meeting is scheduled for this Tuesday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. If you are a part of the church, please make sure that you attend. It's very important that we have these. And we would love to see your smiling face anyway. Amen. <laughs> Worship and Word this Wednesday at 7 p.m. And again, just as a reminder, if you're interested in making HAT your church home, 
please make sure and see Pastor Wes. We would love to be able to actually get you in. We love having you, but we would definitely love to to be able to show everybody that you have become a part of our church family. Amen. We're going to pray over our offering. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you again, Lord. We pray that you would touch this offering, that you bless it and multiply it, God, and use it for your glory and for your purpose. God, we're so thankful for the jobs that you've given us, for the blessings, God, that you've laid on us. We love you, Lord, and we'll give you all the praise, God, all the honor and all the glory today. And we ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. If you will, bring your tithes and offerings forward today. Praise and worship with our worship team.
music we danced all around shouting hallelujah as his glory came down well it's just our style the way we do our thing we're the pentecostals baptizing jesus name i'm a pentecostal i am not ashamed just read the book of acts we are still the same we worship only one god jesus is his name we are apostolic in every way
We are apostolic in every way. I'm a Pentecostal. I am not ashamed. Just read the book of Acts. We are still the same. We worship only one God. Jesus is his name. We are apostolic in every way. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for the truth, God. Thank you for the Amen. Well, can we clap our hands to the Lord? Lift up our voice. Come on, can we praise and honor the King of kings and the Lord of lords today? Come on, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus this morning. Amen, amen. He's been so good to us. Amen. I'm thankful for our heritage and what he's done. Amen. As you make your way back to your seat, give somebody a high five this morning. Welcome them out today to Sunday service. Amen. As Brother Ty mentioned, it is great to see Bishop and Sister Laura today. So good to have them here. There's a lot of Purdue in this front row, though. I, Grandpa Purdue's up there, too. I don't know about this. We'll make it, though. Amen. You can be seated just for a moment today. I want to go over just a couple of things before we get into the message. Uh, as Brother Ty mentioned earlier, the business meeting is this Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Please make sure you come out. Uh, we want to make sure we go over everything that happened last year and some things and plans for this coming year. Uh, looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. We spoke last Sunday uh, that the people had the mind to work with Nehemiah, and that's why things were accomplished. And we're going to do great things this year, but we have to have the mind to work. And we have to know what's ahead of us and we need to do, amen, to work and what direction to go. The other thing I want to talk about is beginning next Tuesday, January 18th, at 6 o'clock, we're going to start prayer meetings up. I know the ladies have prayer meetings on Mondays. I'm um, so thankful that they're doing that, and we're going to continue to have them do that. I know some can make it during the day, and some can make it only in the evening. So we want to make sure we have options for both. Uh, but the prayer meeting next week will start at 6 o'clock, and we're only going to be here for about a half hour, 45 minutes. It's going to be very focused. James chapter 5, verse 14 says, Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. As part of our goal of getting healthy, as we lead into 2022, uh, we have appointed a time each week to bring it to the elders. And that's what our prayer meeting is going to call, be called each Tuesday evening, starting at 6 o'clock. I've already talked to our elders and spoke with them. Our goal is to have at least two or three elders at the church every Tuesday night, along with the pastoral team, uh, to make sure that we're here to pray. Uh, what we talked about Wednesday is if we don't take care of our issues and we don't bring our issues to the elders, they're going to be there for a long time and they're going to hinder us. So I want us to be able to swallow our pride, come with humility, and bring whatever we're going through to the elders. And they're going to be here praying for you. This is what it's going to look like. I said it's going to be very focused time from 6 to 6.10. I have instructed the elders and whoever's there as ministry, they're going to come together and they're going to pray together first. Because if we're going to go before the Lord as elders and his ministry, we have to make sure our minds are right, our hearts are focused, and we're in tune with what God wants. And then after that, from 610 to 625, and again, these times may shift a little bit, uh, but we're going to open up the line, and people are going to come up and pray. So if you, if you don't have anything specific to pray about, find your place around the church and uh, pray. That's great if you don't need to bring anything, but that moment of time, we want to be able to come to the elders through our prayer line and have whatever specific need touched, agreed upon, and prayed together. The Bible lets us know wherever two or three are gathered together, touching one thing, God will be in the midst, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to fight together. We're going to battle together. And then at the end, before everybody leaves, I would like to spend the last five, ten minutes, whoever is here, having corporate prayer together. One mind, one accord, one focus, and making sure that we're supporting each other, lifting each other up. Uh, I know sometimes when you're battling things and you come in here and you pray by yourself and you leave, uh, you get a touch from God, but you still feel like you're by yourself. And I don't want anybody here to ever feel like they're by themselves. I want you to know there's backing. I want you to know there's ministry. And I want you to know there's somebody that's going to agree with you, that's going to agree with you to see you overcome. As Brother Ty said, 
uh, earlier during our Sunday school class this past Wednesday, had a mighty move of God, and I know that uh, we're, we're breaking through some things. People are breaking through some issues and some, some bitterness, some anger, some jealousy, and God's going to reward us for that. And that allows the presence of God to move freely. And that's what we want. That's what we want is God to move freely in our services, in our lives, in our ministry. So, again, that's going to start not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. January 18th is going to run through the month of February. And then at the end of February, we'll reassess where we're at and see if we need to come up with a new game plan. But uh, for the next month and a half, this is our focus. You get on board with me, church. Amen. Great things happen when we pray. And if you would like to join uh, the elders, uh, the ministry team of this church, have decided that we are going to fast together on Tuesday. Uh, so if you want some accountability and some help, I know that I do better when I know someone else is fasting with me. Uh, so if you want to join that and knowing that there are other members in the church fasting on Tuesday, please do that. If you have another day of the week, that's awesome. Stick with it if it's working for you. Uh, but it is important that we're praying and fasting leading into this new year. Amen. How many is excited for what the Lord's going to do? When you do these kind of things, just buckle up and be ready. Because uh, God's faithful and he's going to do great things. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 19 through 21 is where we're going to go to today. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 19 through 21. Uh, Brother Ty did an amazing job again uh, this past Sunday morning. Appreciate him, his uh, obedience to the Lord. If you were in Sunday school class and not out here, uh, he's a new man. He has new eyes. So we, we made sure we knew that uh, nobody punched him. Uh, or, or hit him in the eyes. They are red from his LASIK surgery. So a uh, couple weeks, he'll, he'll be good as new, and they'll be red. But uh, he could read his watch this morning, which is a miracle for him. So that's awesome. So thankful for, for that. Um, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 19 through 21. The Bible says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Verse 20, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Today, I want to speak just a short topic. Speak life. Speak life. Can we put our Bibles down, lift our hands to heaven? Amen. Just ask the Lord to give us ears to hear, heart to receive today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. God, we worship you. We honor you, Lord, in this place today. God, thank you, Lord God, for already showing up in this house. God, we know you're already here. God, we know you're already moving in this place. God, we feel your presence. God, we're grateful for it, Lord God. Now we're wanting to come, Lord, hear your voice, hear your word today, Lord Jesus. The word that sustains us, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to put everything else out of our minds, out of our sight. God, just to focus and tune in, God, to what you want to accomplish in this place, God. Give us ears to hear, Lord, and a heart to receive. God, if you can use anything, God, use your vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated today. The book of Proverbs is known in the Old Testament as the book of wisdom. It is composed of saying after saying uh, that are wise, things to live by, those little nuggets that you want to hold on to. Uh, I know a lot of us have the little small calendars that may be on our computer, or maybe we get a message in the morning on our phone, or maybe we have a little paper calendar, amen, at our desk. It's, it's words of wisdom, words of encouragement, words of strength. And as you read Proverbs, you're just encouraged. Every time you read a scripture, because it's something is speaking into your life to make you better. When speaking, it's important that uh, we understand and realize that what we say matters. And if we speak something, it should be spoken through wisdom. The Bible lets us know that we, uh, it's important to hear a lot more than we speak. We must be slow to speak, slow to anger. Because it's very easy for us to speak something out. And if we speak it out in the wrong context, in the wrong words, or we don't wait and we're not cautious, we're going to do more damage than we do anything else. So it's very important that we be careful what we say. I know there was an adage as we were growing up in the, as we were younger, uh, and it would say that words would not hurt us. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt us. Uh, but that's not true. Words, amen, can cut deep. In fact, sometimes it's easier to be hit with something than it is for the words that somebody says to be spoken and enter into you. So what we say is important. From the beginning of time, what is spoken has been important. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. In Genesis chapter 1, God said, happened eight times, and it was always followed by, and it was so. 
So when things are spoken, good things can happen. But on the other end of that, when things are spoken, bad things can happen. And if we're going to be a church in, in this day and hour, we have to make sure what we're speaking causes good and not bad. Because if you read the beginning of the verses I read this morning, amen, it lets us know that if we're not careful, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. If we don't watch the attitude with how we speak things, we can cause issues to come up. Some of us are trying to figure out why we can't win people. And it's because long ago we've said stuff that they cannot let go of. If you talk to people about church hurt, it's because somebody said something or spoke something or in an attitude way that has hurt them. And the Bible lets us know once we do that, it's easier to destroy a strong city than it is to win that person back. So even though we may not have meant it, and our spirit wasn't maybe in the wrong spot at the time, if we speak it the wrong way, we cause issues. As I think about our words and how the words impact us, I think about the children of Israel. Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 through 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I have given unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their father shall ye send a man, everyone a ruler among them. Notice, the Lord speaks, and what he speaks is life. Go search the land that I've given you. That was a commandment. I've already given you this land. Here it is. In other words, I've already given you the blessing you've been praying for. I've already given you the miracle. I've already given you the person, amen, that, that I want you to be with. I've already opened up doors. I've already given you the job that you want. Here it is. Go search it. Go look at it. Go enjoy what I've given you. That's what he speaks. It's awesome. It's amazing. So Moses does what he's told, and he gets one child or one person out of every tribe. So he sends 12 spies into the land. Numbers chapter 13, verse 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. They were there for a while. They were there a while. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them. They were getting ready to speak something to Moses and to the children of Israel. I've got a word for you. I've seen the promised land. I've inhabited the promised land. I've lived in it for 40 days, and I have something to speak about it. All ears were tuned in to what these people were going to say. And I guarantee they were all excited, the people that were there. Oh, we get to hear about it. My grandma's talked about this. My grandpa, my great-grandma, great-grandpa, and years on. All I've heard about is this promised land, and we're finally there. It's going to be great. Pour it on us. So they begin to speak, and unto all the congregation, and show them the fruit of the land. Here it is. Look how amazing it is. It's beautiful. Isn't this so great? And it tastes wonderful. Here, try a little bit. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. It's good. So far, everything's going good. And this is the fruit of it. Here it is. Just what you said it was going to be. It's even better than we thought. Because we never lived anything like this. Here it is. And they told him. And this is the fruit of it. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong. To dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. You just talked about good things. You just showed us of how wonderful it is. And you confirmed the word of the Lord. You confirmed the promise that was passed down. You showed us everything. And now all of a sudden there's a shifting in what they're speaking. Something happened. Verse 29, And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30, but Caleb tries to interrupt. He realizes what's happening. You ever talk to people and you see it on their face, you're losing them? You just kind of see the fear in their eyes and their countenance begins to change. You're like, oh, this isn't the news I wanted to hear. 
So Caleb looks at him and is like, oh, no, this is going south. They, they talked about the good, and they talked about the bad, and Caleb stands up. Thank God for Caleb. Still the people before Moses, hey, everything's going to be all right. And said, and said, and spoke, speak life, and let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. Yeah, there, was some, there was some good and there was some bad, but let us go now and possess it. We've got this thing. The Lord just spoke it to us. We're going to be all right. It's ours. Let's go get it. I don't want to live in this wilderness another day. I'm going to get this old life behind us. Let's go enjoy it. Verse 31, but, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able. Said, they didn't try. Before they even attempted to go and secure the promised land, they said, we cannot do it. You can talk your way out of a blessing before the blessing ever comes. We can talk our way out of a miracle and from God doing great things before we ever get to test out the miracle and the Word of God. Don't let yourself get to the place that you talk yourself out of a promise or of an anointing or of what God wants to do in your life. When you're looking at something, we've got to look at it in the right way and speak the right way about it. Growth mindset has the power of yet. When you look at things, you say, oh, we can't do this yet. Caleb says, hey, we're not in the promised land yet, but we're getting ready to go. These men left yet off of it and saying it's too big and it's too strong. I don't even want to try it. I'm going to tell you right now, if God's going to bless you with something, you better believe it's going to be surrounded by some great things. You better believe it's going to be surrounded by a big wall. If God's going to do some great things in your life, it's going to be surrounded by some giants. There's going to be some things that look bigger than you, that look mightier than you. But can I remind you that not one enemy laid hands on them when they started walking around that wall of Jericho? Because when God says it's yours, it's yours. When God says you can have it, you can have it. When God says go possess it, Go possess it. Don't start opening up your mouth and speaking all this crazy stuff. But speak life. Speak life. It's going to happen. Come on, sometimes you need to encourage yourself. The time when David got beat up on, and the Bible says that he rent his clothes and he encouraged himself. Sometimes you need to speak life to yourself. Sometimes you need to speak life to your spouse. Sometimes you need to speak life to your children. Sometimes you need to speak life to those around you in your pew. But if you're going to speak, let it be life and not death. Don't destroy somebody's ministry and their calling by the words that come out of your mouth. But support them. Raise them up. I see something great in you. Yes, you may have stumbled. Yes, you may have made some mistakes. Yes, you may have a bad last name. But I speak life into you right now. God will do something great. But the spies allowed what they saw to be greater than what the Lord said. What report will you believe today? If we're going to speak life to ourselves, then we have to listen to life as well. What are you listening to? The Bible lets us know that the sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. What voice are you tuning into right now? Are you tuning in to the one who speaks life? Or is what you're hearing destruction and death? It goes both ways. It's what we speak and what we hear. What are you allowing inside of you right now? We've got to be able to open ourselves up and to make sure if we're letting something in, it's good. It's positive. Because what we let in is what we give out. And if we're going to be trying to win our families, if we allow negative in, negative is going to come out. God co-signed the victory. But they would rather listen to the evil report than the good report. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, 
out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, my mouth speaks. How many times has somebody said, I really didn't mean to say that? No, you meant to say it. When you're angry and you start speaking stuff, it's what was in your heart. When you weren't mad, you were able to protect it. But when you got angry, it just kind of flowed out. Listen to me. What's your heart speaking right now? What's inside of your heart right now? When you think about something, does a positive or a negative come to mind? Because if a negative thought automatically comes, you got to check your heart. I'm not here to cast you down. I'm not here to destroy you. I'm here to say you need to check right now. Because it's important that we check ourselves. The NIV version says a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The good that's stored up. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. If you're storing things in your heart right now, it's going to come back and get you. And we just talked about this Wednesday night. Bitterness, envy, jealousy, anger. It can be the small fox that destroys your vine. And I can't allow it to be around. I cannot allow those small things to become big things. Because that's what happens. It's the little things that get in there and start growing and melting. So again, what are you allowing to take space up in your heart? We're all going to find ourselves frustrated. Being angry is not a sin. But the way you act towards that anger can turn into sin. Check yourselves today. Check yourself. What we speak is a direct correlation of what fills our hearts. If we believe and have life in our heart, we'll speak life. But if we have unbelief and death and destruction in our hearts, everything that comes out of our mouth will be destruction. Everything that we speak will tear somebody down. And we cannot allow ourselves to do that. Jesus dealt with this all the time. A war on words. They were always trying to trip him up by what he spoke. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus kept getting challenged by the religious folk. Don't you love the religious folk? A man with a withered hand came into service on a Sunday. And Jesus is like, oh, there's a miracle. Let's have a miracle. Let's speak a miracle into his life. And all of a sudden, the religious folk that had some issues in their heart started to speak a different language. Hold on, it's Sunday. We can't do work on a Sunday. Hold on a minute. You're not allowed to do that. Your commandment says that you can't perform this right now because it's work. And the Lord looked at him and says, you're telling me if your buddy fell in a pit on his way to church on Sunday... You're going to wait till Monday to get them out? You look at that logic thinking, that's crazy. But we try to use the same logic on some stuff sometimes. Hold on a second, God, I, I can't do that. That person can't do that. That person's not allowed to do that yet. That person's only been in service for a few weeks. They're not allowed to run yet. They're not allowed to go pray with somebody yet. Right, there, there's a time frame. Hold on a minute. God, you're moving too quick on this person's life. My God, if somebody comes in and they get it, and God uses them, and God fills them with the Holy Ghost, and they want to get baptized in Jesus' name, and they want to be on fire for God, let them be on fire for God. Come on. Speak life to them. I'm so thankful that you're on fire for God. I'm so thankful you want to do a work for God. Because this is what I know. When I'm down and out, there's somebody else that God's encouraging and bringing up. Because we're going to have off days. We're going to have difficult seasons. And I'm thankful we don't all have difficult seasons at the same time. So when somebody else steps up in a season, 
Let them stand up and step up in the season. You'll be their biggest supporter. You talk about how great God's going to do things in their lives. You talk about the good things. Man, I'm thankful that you're here to take things. I'm thankful you're here to push us forward. I'm thankful you're here to bless them. My goodness, I'm thankful for it. Because what we speak is important. Jesus pointed out to them, it doesn't matter, amen, when things happen. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak life at all times. On a Sunday and on a Monday. Yes, you can speak life on a Monday. I know that's not culture right now. Because Mondays are bad days. But anybody ever go to a, a Monday? It wasn't too long ago. I came to work, and I was out doing bus duty in the cold, and I was happy. And I thought, what? It's a Monday. And for a second, I felt bad for being happy on a Monday. I was supposed to be complaining like everybody else because the weekend was too short. But I just got out of the service. That was rocking. And my language changed. And what I spoke changed. Come on, if God does something great in your life, let it be shown by your words. We overcome by the words of our testament. Come on, if we begin to speak life and begin to testify to people. Let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you why it's Monday morning and I'm smiling and you're frowning. Let me let you know how good God is. Well, that's going to do more than anything else in this world is when you speak life to somebody. So then all of a sudden, he heals a man's withered hand and somebody comes up and, and, and there's, there's a demon that needs to be touched. The Lord looks at him and says, if Satan cast out Satan, he'd have divided against himself. So you're telling me that Satan has it more together? Then the church? That's what Scripture says. Because guess what? Hell isn't divided. Hell is strong. And they're accomplishing a lot right now. So Satan and his boys can get it together to work together and to encourage each other in a negative way. Then imagine what the church of the living God could accomplish when we start coming together. And we start standing together. And we start speaking the same language. You imagine what could happen if the whole church came together? I'll tell you what happened. It happened one time in Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were with one mind and one accord, and then suddenly there came a sin. Heaven responds when we're with one mind and one accord. Think about it. If our heart controls our lips and what we speak, our heart controls our mind. Well, I want God to move in this place so strong. I want God to move like we've never seen God move before. And if it means we've all got to get on the same page and speak the same language and encourage one another, then that's what we should be doing. Come on, let's, we can't just sing about being a Pentecostal. Because Pentecostalism isn't a thing that's spoken. It's a thing that's lived out. Come on. If we're going to talk about being apostolic in every way, our actions better be apostolic in every way. Don't just get excited about what you hear, but start speaking it now. I'm going to show you I'm apostolic by what I speak right now. And then the actions that follow my words. Do you know what the apostles did? Every day they woke up and they looked for somebody. Come on, who can we teach today? Who can we tell about Jesus today? Come on, it could have been somebody that shouldn't hear about it. What we say, that person doesn't deserve to hear about it. That person doesn't get the opportunity to hear about it. But they said, I don't care. If they're a willing vessel to have an ear to hear, I'm going to speak to them. Come on, who are you speaking to? And what are you speaking Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. It goes further. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things. 
and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words that thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thy shall, thy shall be condemned. So what we say is either going to justify me before God, or it's going to condemn me before God. That changes the stakes just a little bit. Because he's saying what you speak is as important as your actions. We must speak life. Jesus threw them by their fruit. Their mouths gave way for what their heart felt. Tell me what you really think about God. Tell me about what you really think about the church. It's as easy as this. I have to versus I get to. I have to go to church tonight. I get to go to church tonight. I have to dress holy. I get to dress holy. I have to be careful what I listen to. I get to where I choose to be careful. I have to teach a Bible study. I get to teach a Bible study. I have to preach tonight. I get to preach tonight. I have to go to praise and worship practice. I get to go to praise and worship practice. Come on, it's a mindset. What are you speaking? Because people pick up on it. And I refuse to allow us to chase somebody off by the words that come out of our mouth. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 through 24, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain shall speak. It's one thing to have faith, but it's another thing to speak faith. But if you look upon this mountain and you say and you speak to it, be thou removed and thou shalt cast into the sea and shalt not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, I believe what I say is going to come to pass. It has to start in the heart and it goes out the mouth and it's followed up with belief. And when you speak life that way, God says nothing is going to be too difficult for you. I'm talking about a big mountain that's in your way, a big issue you're having problems with, if you'll have a made-up heart. But I refuse to let, for that to stand in my way any longer. And I begin to speak it, and I believe it. Things are going to change. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray... How do I pray? I pray with my mouth and I speak it. Believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Isn't that so beautiful? If you'll speak it, you'll have it. Hmm. I said, what you speak, you shall have. Some of you have issues. It's because we spoke issues into existence. And some of us have blessings because we spoke blessings into existence. The praise and worship team begin to make their way up here. What will we speak today? Life or death? We today, you and I, each have the power to decide what comes out of our mouth. If you don't have anything good to say, bite that tongue. Get to an altar until you have something good to say. It's interesting. When the 12 spies went out and gave their report to speak in the land that God had given them, they were finally at the foothill. They could have had everything. They could have went from Egypt across the Red Sea, across the wilderness, into their promised land in a matter of days. But because 10 people spoke up in a negative way, it cost an entire nation 
the ability to walk into the promised land. And it would cost Moses and some of the elders the ability to ever go. They could only see it. They worked so hard. They saw miracles, signs, and wonders. They believed it. But because they allowed ten people to speak into their lives in a negative way, they end all across this place. I can't allow what comes from my lips and comes from this pulpit and comes from our classrooms to our children to affect them forever. Sunday school teachers, Kids Quest teachers, what you speak back there matters. It may look like they don't listen, but they're listening more than you ever know. Oh, they hear what you're saying. They hear the way you pray. You know why? Because mom and dads are hearing them copy what you speak into their lives at home. I'm a product of Sunday school. I go back to lessons I remember hearing. Songs I remember singing. And I know when I was scared growing up and I didn't know what to do, I knew what songs to go to. It was the songs that my Sunday school teacher sang. And when I didn't know what to pray, I knew what to pray. It was the prayers that my Sunday school teachers prayed. Prayers I heard my mom and dad pray. Why? Because they chose to speak life rather than death. And even when I wanted to quit and wanted to give up, there was still something inside of my heart that was instilled from words that people spoke that says, no, you have a ministry. You have a calling. You can't quit now. Because what we speak and what we leave with people, they carry with them. And when it comes down to it, they're going to go back to those words that were spoken. And if I looked at somebody and said, you'll never be anything, when they're really going through it, that's what they're going to believe. But when I say, hey, there's a great ministry. There's a great anointing. There's something powerful inside of you. It's going to make them second guess walking out on God. I don't believe it's a coincidence that only two of the 12 spies, the two that had the good report, ever was able to set a foot into the promised land. Come on, close your eyes all across this place. What I want you to do today is check yourself. Check your heart today. Are you noticing that what you're speaking is negative? Or is what you're speaking life? Are we building people up? Or are we ready to tear somebody down? Come I know what it is. When you, when you get hurt and anger in your mind, you're like, man, I wish that person. Give me a chance to tell them what I really think about them. In other words, you're saying, give me a chance to tell them what my heart is thinking right now. And I promise you it's not going to be any good. And I'm thankful that God, when I'm in those moments, keeps me from having an opportunity to talk to those people. Why? Because He knows in those moments if I really speak what my heart feels, it's not going to end good. But God has a way in the middle of a service to reach down and touch what's filling our hearts. Don't only check your heart today, but if you notice something there that shouldn't be there, then ask God to change it. Ask God to alter it. God, what's filling my heart right now? What's filling my mind right now? It's got to be good. When everybody across this place start praying. Come on, this is a lesson we all need. This is something we all need today.